Welcome, everybody, to the Sunset Flip Wrestling Podcast. You're home for all wrestling, everything wrestling. Soto, my guy. Soto, my guy. What is good, boy? What is up, bro? So, I got to be honest with you, man. Last night was great. This weekend is a packed weekend. Knicks won last night. Love it. SmackDown was great. Love it. Uh, We have football all weekend. Love it. The NBA won next again on Sunday, Giants Sunday. Oh, this is going to be a busy, busy weekend indeed. Yeah, man. I uh, feel like it. No, listen, it's a good, it's a good, uh, it's a good time for sports. Obviously, you know, football. You, you have football. Um, you have you know, uh, spicy wrestling news being thrown at you left and right. Oh, every so. other day, man. It's, it's, it's supposed to be the it's supposed to be Rumble season. No, Rumble was what two weeks away. Like, bro, like this is a lot of shit going on right now. They're trying to figure out. Yeah. So I'm telling you, it's 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 pretty hectic. It's a pretty hectic time right yeah. now. Yeah, and it's all thanks to Vince McMahon. <laughs> <laughs> bro, words cannot describe what how the situation is going to be. Like, it's what the hell is going on WWE? What the hell is going on? So stuff is gone. She abruptly retires or resigns. Vince is coming back. He's getting sued by the board directors again, this time about something involving being pushed in. So now the Saudis are rumored to have bought WWE. Now it's not happening. But now they're heavily involved in the sale. Now the cons are being involved in in that might be AWWE mergers that, you know, Tony and his pops are about to get involved into it. Like, yo, what the hell is going on with this WWE potential sale? Yeah, man. Uh, listen, I, I'll be honest with you. Um, <clears throat> when, when did the news uh, break out? I think it was Tuesday. It was like uh, shortly. Uh, it was like during NXT and then a little bit after NXT. And I was just like on Twitter, like, like up, trying to update like every single like five minutes and um well yeah like news broke out that that you know that wwe had been sold to saudi arabia's public investment uh, inve- uh investment fund which by the just, way has ties to live golf yeah so i was just like oh no i was just like they like they this sold the bag they took the money yeah. and ran yeah no and i was just like no this can't be possible and you know, there was a lot of people already confirming it, and you know, usually when 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 news like that, um, you know, is confirmed and, and is out there, you know, I tend to do the same, but I didn't jump the gun. <laughs> Let me just tell you that I didn't jump the gun because I felt like something was off because it wasn't a hundred percent confirmed. Right. You know, it was like. You know, fifty percent of the people said, "Oh, those are only rumors," but then the other fifty percent people said, "Oh, no, it, it's actually confirmed." And to be honest with you, I I, I really got to give credit to Sean Ross Sap of Fightful because I feel like, and you know, there's a lot of credible sources out there, and, and uh, but then there's a lot of you know other sources that are you know kind of like hard to trust. He's one that I definitely trust. You know. 
and you know he has more ties than than other people other people probably has more ties than him but he was one of the very few to deny or you know was unable to confirm any rumors or you know uh any reports of a sale um so i i gotta give you know credit to, to where credit is due and right. i think i was specifically you know um getting my information from him you know all all everything that i was reading uh, regarding the potential sales from him back and he, and he kept reiterating it's not confirmed it's not confirmed i can't confirm it and uh, while you have all these other you know people saying oh no no it, it is confirmed he's so, gone he's gone he's um, gone but it makes yeah. sense though because you have all the money invested in the saudi deal for the you know crown jewel the greatest royal rumble and all the money being put out there regardless and, and crazy thing is it took away from the fact that they have so it's like I don't know how much money they've involved that they still owe Saudi Arabia for everything that's they've going on for a couple of years. Yeah, With all the labor laws that they that the Saudis believe compared to what you know America believes, and this like no, we'll go, so do whatever you know, beliefs, religious beliefs, political beliefs, whatever the case may be. And all of a sudden, it was like, oh, Vince is back for sale, and all of a sudden, you it, it was a perfect timeline. Vince is back. W yeah. for sale. Steph resigns. Sadiq Khan is is coming in for a bid. Saudis bought WWE. But yo, where was the this place? As soon as it happened, Lord Director, two people quit. Another one sued. Triple H remains in power. Um, Nick Khan is the CEO now. I'm like, yo, it's just keep on unraveling. More and more details keep popping out every day. Yeah, not every every hour there's something new that pops up. Yeah, no, listen, I, I, at one point it was like I, I didn't know what to believe because it's like, all right, you had all these people confirming it, right? But then, at the same time, there was like there was no statement being made by WWE or anything like that, and I think what had me, I'll tell you real quick, like what I like what had me to believe that that like the sale went through was everything leading up to that rumor that you know um uh Vince McMahon is once again uh you know uh, uh head board of you know chairman one uh, the board directors uh, yeah and then WWE had hired JP Morgan to advise the company um you know for a potential sale so then I was just like oh man like and all right so this this rumor might be in fact true but then again it's like you had Again, Sean Ross Sapp, who's a very credible source, saying he hasn't heard anything and he was unable to confirm. And, you know, he was one of the very, very few who, you know, again, uh, you know, stick to his info and his sources and said, listen, I, I can't confirm it. I haven't heard anything. And then, I can't confirm nor deny. I'm just putting my side of the story out. Yeah, exactly. And then come Wednesday morning. No, and, and then shortly after NXT, and I apologize in advance. Um, he was on he was on a, a live stream and he was just basically breaking down everything that was going on. And then I was just like, I, I'm just waiting for that breaking news, breaking news, but it never came. And then come Wednesday morning, um, yeah, 
everybody like had <laughs> deleted their their uh their posts uh saying oh it's been confirmed and everything and then you know everything was kind of like back to normal um in a sense but with all that news being you know uh out there i'm pretty sure talent uh you know, all the workers in WWE must have been, you know, shook up because it's like that, that's pissed. a big deal. Yeah. Especially since ever since Vince left, everything got better. Locker yeah, no. morale got better, product got better, matches got better. It's like, bro, everything, everybody started coming back. So I'm like, now you're yeah, listen, back. Full throttle, and all of a sudden, the one problem that everybody had that was gone has now returned. Because the thing with, with Vince, with Vince being back, the biggest issue, the biggest um, uh, is the fact that am I still going to have a job? Is it, it really comes down to job security. Am I like, you know, with Vince, it's like, all right, I could be fired any day now. It's just a matter of time. Right. With Triple H, it's different because it's like, all right, your job was more secured. You know, it's like, all right, everything's going well. The engine's running. And whatnot, but with Vince, it's like he always wants to do something different. If he doesn't like it, <clears throat> then you know what? You're out. Yeah. It's, it's plain and simple. Um, and then with, with those rumors about WWE and, and their potential sale, um, you know, it, it, it's been reported that Stephanie McMahon and Triple H were um the opposed the sale. I mean, listen. So what, and the great part is, it, now, did you, when I was reading it, did it tell you who had the, the, the sale approval? It didn't tell you who was it, right? No, no, no. Um, so I think I, I want to I wanna say it now, and I'll put my input in. I believe that that came involved with, um, with Saudi Arabia. I think yeah. when that came out, because once the rumor was that Sony was bought and Steph was gone and this time the third, or it's either the, the Sony Ribbon deal or the fact that the alleged rumor that Tony and his dad want to merge AEW and WWE, All I right, think they both denied it. Because as soon as it came out, the legit next rumor that came in was that AEW-WWE merger. Big let's, money. Let's involved. address that right now. That's never gonna happen. Okay. Well, yeah, that's that. So, in, for having all the flow, you was you was a you was a businessman. You was an owner, right? Okay. And you had a chance to put a colossal merger in, two billion dollars, two and a half billion dollars to merge companies, right? Or keep it as is, but you own okay. both companies. Would you say no to it? I mean. Obviously, if, not no, 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 obviously, no, no, obviously, if I'm the Khan family, like I, I'm doing whatever it takes, uh huh, right? But knowing Vince, it's like, no, it's not gonna happen. You're giving in into your competition, right? It's kind of like it's kind of like when WWE, uh, WWF or WWE at the time, whatever you want to call it, bought WCW, right? And, and it's like, I and we know Vince's ego, that's not gonna happen. I feel like the best, I guess, partner or the best uh, be best case scenario here would be if like Disney, you know. Um, I think, I think Fox is going to do it. Fox, Fox or, or NBC, uh, NBC. Yeah, 
That's okay, that's just um, my opinion. Yeah, I mean, and here's the thing: like, um, you know, with, with Saudi Arabia, it's like again, it, it, it's it's going to create havoc within the WWE if it's bought by Saudi Arabia. And again, nothing against them, but it's just uh, what what it is right now. It's just most of the roster, most of the talent, they'll either walk out. Um, you know, the it'll change forever. <laughs> it, it would absolutely, absolutely change forever. And, you know, I don't know if, I, I think this is just the way, you know, it, it was also reported, right. That, that, um, that triple H, uh, met with talent in green Bay and addressed the talent and told him that he was still head of creative and all that. And that should not uh, leave. I just, I just feel like this is probably a way of Vince to sell the company, right? And somehow, some way, um, go back to being head of creative. It's like, for example, it, this is just an example. Oh, I, let's say I, I do uh, sell it to, to Saudi Arabia. All right, if I can convince Saudi Arabia to have me be head of creative, I pretty much got everything that I wanted. Right. I'm back as head of creative. I made billions because I sold the company. So, um, and then also, you know, uh, it was also reported that um, Nikon recently met with Disney CEO and ESPN pr uh, president. So, you know, there's there's chatter. I mean, there's there's a lot of um, negotiating going on. It's just, it's not just Saudi Arabia. Uh, it's Disney, it's ESPN, it's Fox, it's it's, it's NBC, you know, who knows, Amazon. It, it, it's still real early, but uh, all I'm saying is like, you know, um, a if lot you of... you had to pick, where would you go? Where, 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 where do you think they're going to be at? I don't know. I see NBC. Uh, it, it's really hard. It, it's really hard to tell because um, you, you got to see what the perks are. What the perks are after the deal is made. And that's that's where you can really say, all right, was it a good deal or, or was it a bad deal? Um, but you know, listen, a sale fine if they're gonna sell, sell. But it's who selling it to the right buyer, right? And and knowing that your talent, all the workers are gonna be um, happy with the decision because obviously we saw the rumors spark up with Saudi Arabia, and you know what. A lot of talent. I'm pretty sure we're ready to just walk out, and that's and that's due to just religious reasons, not just like, you know, we're not talking about you know, personal rights, or whatever. Is like a lot of religion that gets involved with Saudi Arabia. Yeah, man. So I don't know. It's 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 a lot. It's a lot of shocking stuff to put in. A lot of shock to really understand like how you want to go about it. But it's like, yo, bro, what are we doing? The hell is going on? I feel like they're definitely well. It, it's easy to predict. They're probably going to be sold within the next. Let, let's just give it a, an estimate: six months. Mm -hmm. Um. So I, I think they're just trying to get everything uh, prepped up for it. Now, who who the buyer is going to be? Yeah, yeah. listen, <laughs> that's going to be that's going to be hard to determine because it's going to be a bidding war. Um, but we'll see. You, we know that Saudi Arabia has the most money. We we know that. I feel like if it comes to like cash, Saudi Arabia is number one, right? But 
I don't. I, it's not going to fly with with many people within WWE. So, um, we go on to discuss NXT New Year's Evil. Um, I, I thought it was a pretty solid show. Uh, you know, so we'll we'll run down the matches real quick. <clears throat> so, to kick things off, we had the number one contender for the NXT North American title, uh, Dijak versus Tony D'Angelo, in which we saw Dijak defeat Tony D'Angelo. So he's now no, the number one contender. Um, pretty solid match. Uh, it, you know, it's it's going to be interesting to see how, um, you know, Wesley goes up against a guy like Dijak. Dijak has been on a tear ever since he returned to NXT. So uh, I'm definitely looking forward to this matchup. And mm-hmm. Tony D'Angelo, uh, I'm surprised he hasn't become champion yet. You know, I th- has, I give it give it one more. I mean, run we know he went through his injury, but it'll happen. I'm sorry. Give it one yeah. more, no. um, one more, one more set, one more cycle through to get through the pay per view for NXT, yeah. and it'll happen. Yeah. Now, listen, I, I I honestly thought that the best. Uh, way to have this, you know, few was to do a triple threat match between Dijak, Tony D'Angelo, and Wesley. I think that would have been pretty good. But um, you know, nevertheless they settled for the one on one matchup. Um we were supposed to get uh the Creed brothers versus in the share mm-hmm. and in a surprising twist um Sangha came out without Veer and I think how do you feel was- about Veer? <clears throat> Uh, in ring, I think it's still raw. Uh, there's still time to improve. Um, but I mean, I, I like in the share. I mean, I like how they present themselves. But again, I think uh, wrestling wise, in ring wise, uh, needs a little bit of improvement. But um, I think the reason why Veer wasn't uh, in the, you know, in NXT was uh, I think his father had passed away. So um, they needed a a replacement, a last minute replacement, in which we saw Jinder Mahal um, come out, and both him and Sangha attacked the Creed brothers. Um, so yeah, uh, Jinder Mahal back in NXT. What do you what do you feel about that? I well, first and foremost, I've always enjoyed Jinder Mahal, good or bad or indifferent. Um, I think at the time, one of the smartest one of the smartest things that WWE did was to be able to capitalize on I don't want to call it a new demograph, but when the when he, they got involved with the Saudis originally and they got into the Middle East, having someone of that background to be champion made all the right sense in the world, and I think. Having him have an opportunity because everybody deserves one shot. We spoke before about Sean Benjamin. Um, you know how he had so much great, great memories in WWE, but he never got a chance to be a champion, not just an IC, but a world champion. And I think giving Mahal a shot to see if he can be it, I think he was a pretty good champ, albeit you know, people have their disagreements, but I, I thought personally he was he was good. Um, I don't think he's a bad wrestler. I think people still make fun of him for that three and B run, which I mean, we all love three and B for as bad as they were. 
Two out of those three people, two out of those three wrestlers were champions. Let's just put that out there. So the product they had was really good. World champions. So that's for one. For two, um, I know he's been out with that major major injury, but as a person, he seems like a great guy. So for having him to come back, and now he comes in as a veteran, not just the guy who came up on the roster, was in and out for whatever, you know, whatever programs that he was put in. He's a vet now. So getting and Fox and NBC have Raw and SmackDown jam packed right now. That's what we have. Like, yo, what's what's the direction for these guys? You know, on the main roster, the NXT is essentially the third brand now. So having a guy like Jinder Mahal in there to work with the young guys, and you could tell now with this group of NXT, there's so much young and unknown talent. Like you're seeing people every other week. That's just brand new. So to have a guy like that come in. And teach these guys, guys like Veer, guys like um, Tony D'Angelo. So it's like, this is it's good. You have vets p- pushing talent. Yeah, no. It, listen, I, I I look at it one way. If you're not used in the main roster, then a running NXT talent. won't hurt. Yeah, you know. So, no, I I, I definitely look at it as a plus. Uh. <clears throat> he can probably help, uh, like you just said, like help talent go over. So um, I, I think that's a, a good spot for for him. Um, moving on, we had uh, the tag team gauntlet in which we saw the returning Gallus uh, win the gauntlet and now have a date with the New Day for the NXT Tag Team Champions. So um, yeah, we have that. Now we have the NXT Championship, which I was definitely looking forward to Braun Breaker versus Grayson Waller. Who, and by he, the way, I believe they got married. He got, he got married recently. Who? Braun Breaker. I may have been mis- misinformed, but he's out about with Cora Jade. I mean, I know he's in a relationship with Cora Jade, but I, I didn't hear anything about marriage. Oh, I, I saw a post. I thought it said marriage, something like that. Anyways, <laughs> continue. My bad. Um, in which the match, it, it really fell short. It really, really fell uh and it had a lot of potential here, um, but you know the, the the middle ropes kept snapping off. I don't know if that was intentional or not, but I, I really wasn't feeling it. And as you know, WWE was not going to let that slide. So at the end of the show, it was announced that there would be a rematch um, at NXT Vengeance Day between uh, Breaker and Waller in a steel cage match. And that'd be more. I think that fits them more. Yeah, I mean, colossal men. Listen, if something ends up like, if you know, all right. So we had this match, and the middle turnbuckle kept you know falling off. Like I think it fell off twice and whatnot. If we have another type of error in this steel cage match, then then we know for sure it was intentional. Yeah, you can't. But but you really can't have something. uh, You know something go wrong in a steel cage match unless like unless you know, the, he, unless he purposely try and snap the cages the, exactly the, the, the out. that's the like the only thing like, think of the, huh. off, yeah this 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 could be a big issue or whatever the case may be so yeah I don't um, good word oh <laughs> uh, we saw Tiffany Stratton uh make her a, a return uh basically uh notifying the women's division that she's back uh, we had Charlie Dempsey versus Hank uh, Walker, in which we saw Dempsey pick up the victory uh, via submission. 
I really like Dempsey. I, I really do. Um, and obviously being the you know the the son of William Regal, um, looks and wrestles well, like we him. We all give love to William Regal. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, I feel like um, he's somebody to to break out soon. Um, he's a, a breakout star candidate in my opinion, just because he has the look, he has the in-ring skills, and he could just be one of those guys that the WWE universe or NXT universe can really, really hate. Um, so it, it just uh, he has he, he's checking, so he's one by one checking all the boxes. Um, then we had a uh, Jinder Mahal versus Julius Creed, in which uh, Mahal picked up the victory over um, Julius Creed. A real solid match. Uh, actually, probably one of the better matches of the night, uh, if not the best uh, match of the night. Um, and then we go down to the main event, which was the 20 women battle royal number one contender. Which was, uh, by the way, a very enjoyable battle royal. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and I love the finish. I love the finish. Uh, I thought, you know, I thought... Everybody had Cora Jade because obviously Cora Jade, you know, was the favorite and whatnot. I didn't because I felt like we just had a Roxanne and Cora Jade feud. I feel like you could just wait a little bit and then have Cora Jade, uh, you know, uh, challenge um, Roxanne. But we we needed like a new uh, contender, and the final two happened to be the final two, you know, the two members of Toxic Attraction. The, uh, Which made it a lot Jade, more funnier. Yeah, Gigi Dolan and JC Jane. And the best part was everybody's thinking, oh, like, who's it going to be? Which one? And they both got eliminated at the same time. Therefore, both of them are, uh, you could say both of them are the number one contenders. So they if both earned a shot. It's the other. Yeah, they both earned a shot. And now um, it will be a triple threat match for the NXT Women's Championship at Vengeance Day. Which. And so that is where you'll see D'Angelo win his um he'll win his uh championship. You I think, think so? it makes sense right then and there. I mean the um, only way the only way you can see it happening is if D'Angelo like somehow sneaks his way into like a championship match cuz right now it's Wesley versus Dijak. Yeah, he'll he'll I th- you know how it always happens. I deserve another shot. I deserve this. You want also and get put through a ringer, whatever the case may be. So when you go ahead and do so, and it's like, well, 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 da 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 da, and then all of a sudden, you know, boom, here's your shot now. Yeah. Oh well, well, well I mean, that's something that we have to keep an eye on. You know, I, I would love to see Tony D'Angelo get another shot, but uh, it, it's a matter of how how that's if he's happen. if he's the fan favorite. Then he's he's, he's becoming a fan favorite. That's the thing. A lot of people are really behind him. So, all right. So we move on to all elite wrestling, the land of all elite. And um, WWE when the time comes. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so one of the you know news out there, uh, not major news, but so FTR uh, are set to become uh, free agents in April, uh, and they've been granted time off. Uh, you know, from AEW, the, you know they're still under contract. So my my question is, you know, where do they end up? So same thing I asked you about the the Vince thing. I'll give you the same perspective of question. You're FTR. 
You've always wanted to be in WWE, and that shit went sideways so quickly. Go to AW. You rebrand yourself. You are now in a great situation where you become arguably the best tag team in the world. Now, to those who agree or disagree, that's fine. But FDR has been consistently involved in tag situations, um, always putting up top-tier matches on a consistent basis, good, bad, or indifferent. So now they're up. Contracts are up. Do you go back and rectify what you, your dreams were with a, with WWE? Or do you go and get paid? You're getting I, I paid think, out of the way, <laughs> but one company is going to pay you more money than the other. I and whenever you go over getting paid big money, you will be pushed the way you should be pushed with that big contract. I, I think ultimately, I think they stay in AEW. But at the same time, I feel like if they're just taking this time off to closely monitor WWE situation. Because I, it, it kind of reminds me of, in a way, of Gargano when he left WWE. It's like he was closely, you know, keeping an eye on all the brands, see how everything was, was playing out. And I think that's exactly what FTR is doing. It's like, all right, if Vince McMahon is fully back and let's say in a couple of weeks it's you know said that he's taking over creative then yeah ftr is not signing with wwe now if it's like set in stone that triple h will remain um you know head of creative as he said in uh the meeting uh, you know uh before smackdown where you know he he addressed the talent saying that you know he was going to stay head of creative then ftr would probably be inclined to go back to wwe because you know um when it was the nxt black and gold brand you know those were triple h's boys mm-hmm. you know they they love the way that triple h uh build them up you know they were two-time nxt champions and you know uh, um the rest is history. But then when they got called up, when it was under Vince's leadership, it was it was a complete it, it was just a complete roller coaster because you know they did have championship reigns, but it was just like up and down, up and down, and no consistency. Uh, so I think they just take this time off to just, I guess, you know, weigh out all their options. But I think ultimately it's like, all right, but here. Here's why I'm 50-50 about it, but I'm I think I'm a little inclined more towards AEW. So I'll say 55-45 because Tony Khan wasn't using them uh, as much, you know, as one would hope. Like they right. were being used in AAA, obviously because you know Tony Khan has partnerships over there with, with AAA. They were used in Ring of Honor a lot, obviously because Tony Khan bought ring of honor but in terms of aew they weren't really used uh, you know a lot um you know so it's a lot that they have to like you know think about but ultimately i, I think they they stay where they're at at some point you gotta decide where you want where your lot where your loyalty is at at least with aew tony took care of them whether it was programming or not showing on whatever it is when you ask for love they got love when it was there to be, there was no love given at all. Like Triple H did his thing, but we that was NXT. You want to get your showcase in the big league in, in the main roster, and none of that became anything relevant. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, oh well, do they go to Japan? 
you know, do do they bounce and go to Japan where everybody there gets pushed to the moon? Hence why their pay per views last like seven hours because they put everybody out. You know, so it's just like there's options to go about it. With AEW, they, again, they have more flexibility because it's like, all right, you have AAA there, you have Ring of Honor there, and they can obviously, uh, uh, AEW has that partnership with New Japan Pro Wrestling that if they wanted a, a, a run in New Japan, then they can do that. So mm. with AEW, there's more flexibility. With WWE, it's like you You're can get more exposure, but uh, at the same time, if you want to be the top guys, it has to be under Triple H. And not Vince, so I f- I feel like that's where they're keeping their closed eyes on. It's like, all right, if Vince fully comes back, then yeah, we're not running this, we're not running this back because we already know what's going to happen. You know, we already got a taste of that. Now, if, if it's Best, Triple H, Vince didn't have the devil you know, and the devil you don't know. Exactly. <laughs> so um, we move on with um, <clears throat> AEW Dynamite. In which we had new trios champions crowned the elite have uh, reclaimed the titles in which was a fantastic match. Um, you know, uh, th- these six guys, they're just simply amazing. It's like watching them wrestle is legit like a video game. I mean, I think, would you not say that their entire career has been a video game? I mean, listen... I guess yeah, you could say that it's it just the moves, moves the moves, the moves that these guys pull, like you know, uh, Phoenix and and Pentagon and uh, like Omega with the one winged angel off the ladder, like everything was incredible. Um, now with with the elite now being the new world, you know, trios champions, who is the one team that you would put in front of them to defend their titles against? I have mine. I, yes, the trio. I already have mine, but I will let you uh, go first. Because obviously um, you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't run it back. You you really can't run it back with death triangles. We had seven matches, but you can. No, <laughs> no. I mean, listen. I, I, the, the matches itself, they were all great. But it's it's time to move on. After seven matches, it, it, it's definitely time. To it move was on. it was it had a lot of fatigue involved with it. So it's like, yeah, like this is a lot. But um, all right, I'll, I'll help you out here. Yeah, I have the House of Black. See, I thought about them, but then it's like, I think. I think you know it was teased a couple of weeks ago when uh you know when the House of Black attacked um oh my god what's his name the camera guy oh it's gonna eat me alive it'll pop back keep going yeah yeah um so you know I, I think it just matches matches up well to be honest with you the elite and the house of black mm-hmm. uh that's that's like a fantasy matchup you would have, and I feel like it, it, it's time for Malachi Black to have some gold around him. Okay, so I, I all right, I'll stick with that. I'll join you on that one because, like, uh, to me, it's like, yo, you could <laughs> you could really run it with anybody, you could pick, pick, pick it, choose, it and just oh, and by, rock with it. 
by the way, by the way, uh, when I say camera guy, it, it was a uh, Brandon Cutler. Okay. So the House of Black, yeah, they put Brandon Cutler, you know, through a table, and then they were like, oh, it's because of the people you associate yourself with, and blah blah blah. So they, they already, yeah. So they already planted the seeds there. Um. So that that's why I said House of Black, and you know, a matchup House of Black and the Elite. That's just that's simply box office. Right. So uh, I'm I'm definitely looking forward towards that. Um, thing with uh, AEW Dynamite, I think, which was, in my opinion, the best moment of the night. Adam Cole is back. Uh, 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 when you speak on his name, speak on his name correctly. So we say Adam Cole. What do you say? Baby. Baby. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yes, yeah. the man is back finally after so long. Yeah, man, uh, I'm super excited. Um, it, it was just a, uh, you know, it, it was scary because you know you never, uh, we didn't get much information on Adam Cole. The, the only thing we knew is that you know after that fatal four way match uh, between Jay White himself, um, which by the way we have to talk about Jay White as well when we get after this because yeah. that's kind of important too. Yeah, after after the fatal four way match between him, uh, Jay White, I think it was Okada and Hangman, um, he suffered a concussion and we didn't know. Like you know, usually what it was listen, bad. We, we know that, that concussions are, concussion. are bad, but this one was like real terrible. Like this one yeah, was really really bad. Um, that to the point where we never knew if he was coming back. And you know what? Um, <clears throat> he's back. And, and I just loved everything about uh, the promo because based on like how the promo was going, you know, he said, Oh, I got some good news and I got some bad news. And obviously he started with the good news first. And then when he went to the bad news, I'm like, damn it, damn it. He's not cleared or he's, and then he, he just like sort of all of us saying, you know, um, the bad news uh, wasn't for him. It was for, you know, the, 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 the rest of the AEW locker room. Um, so, I, you know, the best is yet to come for, for Adam Cole. Uh, that's a, another guy, you know, another main event talent you're getting back. Definitely helps with the ratings because uh, I know uh, AEW's with, with its ratings has been inconsistent. But I'm just so happy that um, Adam Cole is fully healthy, you know, uh, ready to get back in, in the squared circle. So um, I'm interested to seeing who his you know his first feud coming back would be um because you know uh before, prior to uh getting injured um you know he had betrayed uh the young bucks so i don't know yeah. if they're gonna kick things off you know uh, are they gonna you know go back to that storyline or is there gonna be a new one like we we don't know yet uh, but nevertheless, Adam Cole is back, and uh, I'm all for Baby. it. Baby, boom! Yeah, this guy, this guy, keep him point out there. You heard him. <laughs> you heard him correctly. Um. So now, uh, news uh, sticking with AEW. News uh, are start, you know, starting to circulate that uh, a legend is supposed to retire in 2023, and you know, the icon state has been. Legend. The icon sting. Does he though? I mean, I think it's time. I, I mean, it should have been time a long time ago, but it, it is me. time. Whoa, 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 whoa! Stop, stop, 
come on, sixty-three years old. We, we God, God forbid, we don't, God forbid, we don't, we don't need anybody dropping dead in in the middle of the ring. Second, second and foremost, don't you disrespect something like that. No, no, it, it, it's no disrespect. It's like we don't want a health scare in the middle of a ring. That that that's simply what it is. And you know what? For sixty-three years old, your time is up. Uh, even though, even though. For 63 years old and for the amount of matches he's done in, in AEW, granted, 63 years old, it's been pretty good. It, it's been a pretty good run for Sting. Um, but I think it is time to hang it up. And if you're Sting, who is like Darby. the very last? Okay. Yeah, I, I was going I was going with that. It makes the most sense. Because you've the only reason why it's Darby, and there's only one reason why Tony had Darby as the mentee from the very beginning. Once you know, Darby came up through the ranks. Oh, uh, I have to get a hold of Aaron because you know, remember Aaron, a good old friend of mine. I have to get him back on the, on the show because he broke down him and relationship with, with, with Darby way back in the way in the you know. In the in the underground, trying to get them situated, so he's broke down how his growth was and watching him grow into what he is now. So as soon as they got in and they figured out the direction they wanted to go, immediately they put Sting with them. Sting was his mentor, and ever since that happened, since then, Darby has gotten. He's never plateaued. He's gotten better and better and better as the weeks, the months. Now it feels like the years have gone by, right? So it's like, and you could keep even if he does retire, you could keep Sting around as a manager, as Darby's yeah. manager. But you know, when it comes to in ring, have him go away, whatever it is. And then when when you want to build Sting to have a managerial career, have him turn on Darby. Have Sting retire, Dar- uh, have him, have Darby retire Sting. And then when you do that, this thing is gone for a couple weeks, maybe a month or two. Have him come back. Have Darby win something. Has to come to congratulate and have this random pick pick any wrestler you want that would benefit having a manager. And then have a manager like Sting show up and just beat the fuck out of Darby. And now you have <laughs> now you have the man now you have a manager. Think about it. Think about it. You had Taz involved, right? Taz had everything going on. And what was the best way to bring in his son? <laughs> he just popped up. Who the hell is this guy? Da-da-da. Here comes Tag. Hook was the enforcer. Son. That's my son. And all of a sudden, boom, you have just created an opening, a program for somebody thanks to a manager. Do the same thing. Yeah, that's, no. That's me. That's the best way you can go about it. Yeah, I, I agree. Like, you it's know, very I... quiet. It's very safe. It's very easy for a transition. Yeah, that that would be the the best transition for Sting. You know, have him go on this like last run, and have it have the run end with Darby Allen, and then if Sting goes away, then he goes away. But if he wants to stick around, you could always have him paired up as a manager with Darby, and you know, and then it could take off from there. Right. Um, but yeah, so I mean, now, real wait, quick, the Sting. Go <laughs> does Sting keep the pa- face paint on, or is he find like full full gear gone? Well, here's the thing: if 
if you want to have like let's say this is just hypo, if you want to have Sting turn heel, you could have him do it without the face paint, right? But if you want to have him as a face, then you keep the face paint on, right? So it's like you know, um, but real, real quick, real quick, real quick, before um, you know, uh, I I move it along. What is your favorite Sting match? So you have to go back because oh man, dun, dun, dun. in in okay. So in recent memory, outside of the Sting Triple H match at Mania, an AEW would have definitely been the first cinematic match when it was um, if I remember correctly, it was Sting. Darby versus uh, I think it was like Hobbs and Hobbs and Cage. Yeah, yeah, that was that was a fun thing to watch. Um, but all time would have to go to WCW. Oh, that's tough. Probably won the match was Hogan. Hogan, really? Um, yeah, it's tough. Because, see, I, I, I was more so pro WWE than WCW. But even then, like, you see Sting, like, hold on, hold on a second. Stop this. Stop WWE. Stop WWF. Sting is on. Let's watch this. And then go back to WWF. It's one of those things. Yeah, yeah, no, of course. Because Sting is is a must-see, you know, back then when it was like, oh, my God, he's Sting. Yeah, you know? I don't know. I don't know. I'll, 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 I want to say something from the late 90s, from, from the early 90s. Um My favorite program was Sting versus the NWO, which ended up being Sting versus the entire locker room. Yeah, that's why we can just leave that as is. Yeah, that, no, that's a gimme. I, I think my favorite, one of my favorite matches, um, <laughs> it's crazy though. It doesn't happen, in, it, it's not even in WWE and it's not even in WCW. What is it? I think it's Sting versus AJ Styles at Bound for Glory. There's another scene. Like, that was another great one. It's like, ah, man. Like, it's like, you know, I, I love it. I mean, because obviously, you know, with a, with a talent like AJ Styles, he'll bring out the best of you. And here's the best part and he'll sell anything. <laughs> he'll sell anything. So it's. This is prime AJ Styles, and nobody knew who AJ Styles was, was back in the day. And that was like prime AJ. No, Baby face. Prime AJ. No he could beard, do anything. Hair slicked back like he was Justin Timberlake from the. As <laughs> like, yo, like, and people, and this, this is what I told before. Like, people want to shit on Impact, like, now, but yeah. let's not forget how good TNA, or in outside of acronyms, total nonstop action wrestling was back in the day. Yeah, when you had the Dudleys, Jeff, Flair, um, it's just poor management, bro. Poor management, yeah. poor investments, poor managing. But that when Bischoff came over to t- help take over, Impact was on fire. That was a great yeah. Wednesday night on Spike. Oh my god! And they just picked up guys for six months, gone, come back a year, like hello, like, like oh man. Those and days were great. It's crazy that you mentioned Impact because that's our next segment. Hard to kill, baby. Hard, Hard to kill. To kill. 
hard to kill. Um, now, before you come on, now, do you think I say once in a while it packs on its way back up? How do you feel about the product now? Now that AEW is kind of slowed up when it came to giving impact the 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 talent. Before it was quick. I think all back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Now it kind of slowed up a little bit. Yeah, no, impact impact again has been on a roller coaster and and a lot had to do with financials. It's like paying a certain amount of talent and whatnot. But you know, you gotta give credit to impact because impact was one of the places where if you needed to rebrand yourself, you would go to impact and then you you know you were there for like a year or two, and then quickly you would get an offer from AEW or get an offer from WWE. So, the, so you know, that's where, you know, you, you got to give a lot of um, credit to Impact. But, you know, right now, talent-wise and the way, you know, uh, their program is heading, it, it's it's slowly, you know, increasing, you know. It's going through um, a really good direction. Yeah, it, it's, it's going through a really, really good phase. Um, and, and the roster itself is super talented. So, um, you know, g- good times are ahead for, for, for Impact, you know. From what it once was, you know. Uh, I I, I kind of wish they they uh, you know returned to the six sided ring. I was a really big fan of that. I, that was what, that was a great time. Yeah, and that's what like, put it on the map. This? And I say, oh, bro, this is this is legit. Like, yeah, that's don't sleep on this. I I love again. You know, going back to the the old days where you know Impact was in the Impact Zone, the six sided ring. I you know, I wish they can go back to that. But and they were they be, they became a sellout crowd to now, and they were doing from sellouts to standing room only. Yeah, you know, it's, you know how much money you're bringing in if you go from sell from from regular mass capacity to to standing room only. Yeah, it's crazy. It's ridiculous. Um, but you know, uh, some of the you know uh, quick takeaways from Impact, uh, hard to kill. Um, I I love what the you know what they did, paying tribute to Don West. Um, one mm-hmm. of the original, the OG voices of Impact. Uh, um. You know, who sadly passed away uh, after a battle with uh, lymphoma. So, you know, for them just to uh, pay tribute to him during the show was, a, you know, was a nice touch, a uh, nice way to, um, you know, to recognize John uh, West and his legacy. Um, then we had uh, the Impact World Championship in a full metal mayhem in which Josh Alexander defeated Bully Ray, which. You know, if you wanted extreme, this was one of those uh, extreme matches. Now, you know, there were so many people involved in this match. And I was just like, all right, you know, for Tommy Dreamer, listen, I love Tommy Dreamer, but I feel like Tommy Tommy Dreamer, (laughs) like, like he's always involved in some capacity. Um, and then, you know, during the match, just when you think Tommy Dreamer is about to turn on on jo- Josh Alexander. Which is and, almost every and, week. You know, yeah, and align himself with Bully Ray. He doesn't. Uh, he, you know, hits uh, Bully Ray with a trash can. But then, you know, he's t- he got he gets taken out by Bully Ray, which was, I think, was, was hilarious. Um, but, you know, uh, then he had Josh Alexander's wife come in. And you know, it always gets spicy when you get people outside of wrestling, outside of wrestling, get involved into the matches. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. She low blow, uh, low blowed, uh, uh, Bully Ray, and um, yeah, took him out. Uh, 
you know, with one of those, uh, what is it? Spike D- uh, Dudley's, uh, what was his finisher? Mm-hmm. The oh yeah, it was the Dudley dog. I I don't know. It was one of those like bulldogs things. But Dudley um, dog, yeah, right. Yeah, and then uh, throughout the night, we we've seen uh, Mickey James the build up. Um, you know, gets uh, visited by people from her past, like by Tara, aka Victoria, um, by Raven. So um, it, it was just a nice touch, a nice well uh, put show. Um, you had the Motor City Machine Guns um, retain uh, the Impact World Tag Team Championship, and I tweeted this immediately. I feel like they're one of the top tag teams in the world, and they definitely deserve a, a lot, a lot, a lot of love and credit. Um, then uh, during the show, uh, or, or right after that match, Frankie Gazarian came out and announced that he's officially signed with impact. So uh, you won't be seeing Frankie Kazarian no more in AEW since he was previously in AEW. And I think he requested his release from AEW, which they granted and he's uh, officially signed to uh, impact. Uh, and I love it. He's one of the OGs. For them. Another, another one of the OGs. So uh, that was cool. Then you had uh, the impact digital media championship, Joe Hendry uh, defeating Moose. Um and yeah, Dar- um I need Moose to get back on top and being that guy. That's nah, nah, nah. But there is a new director of authority, and his name is Santino Morella. So I, I love it. Um, I feel and like- for those who know, hold on, let me get my uh, let me get together. Oh my god, yeah. Cobra! Yeah, yeah, listen, feel that dude. I don't care no one says. His debut was beating Umaga. I really wonder who's going to be his first victim. I really, really, really wonder who's going to be his first victim. Um, And and to be honest with you, I I like this because it it just adds more comedy to the product. Yeah. You know, you have have a lot of good stuff going on in Impact right now, but um, now with the Santino Morello, you're going to get, you know, you're going to get a some comedy in it so I, i'm here for it um so then we had a, a fatal four-way for the impact knockouts number one contenders match in which masha slamovich defeated Diana Peraza because what? that slamovich oh my like God. that's epic <laughs> i thought Diana. Diana had it but you know i think now that i think it's, it's good that that um masha got it because now you're you're going to a new direction and you've had Diana involved with all the knock of all the um the women's matches all together. Any title picture Diana was involved. Now you're going with somebody else. Yeah. So it's gonna be a fresh face, a fresh view, and it's well, a good um it's a good it's a good fresh road to walk down upon and see yeah. how far you can take this person. You're now I, expanding upon the roster. Upon I, that I was part stuck, of the roster. I was stuck between her between Masha and Killer Kelly. Um, but I'm glad that Masha won. Uh, the only thing is, I hope they do pull the trigger and have Masha actually win. Um, mm-hmm. because Masha has, you know, uh, she's come, she's come up short against Jordan uh, Grace, and I think it was twice. I want to say. Right. Um. So, you know, having I think this is Masha's time to actually, you know, legit capitalize the opportunity being given to you. Exactly. Um, then we had the false count anywhere match, uh, in which Steve Mack defeated Rich Swan. 
Um, which now cool match. they even fought outside, which was pretty dope. So, mm-hmm. yeah, which no, one? How do you how do you feel about him being on Impact and him having his like role being grown from there? We should wish one everywhere at this point. I mean, listen, uh, I think it's best suited for him. It's like you know when when people when people think it's like oh um what is the like the right place where you feel comfortable, you know the I I think Rich Swan was a perfect fit um for Impact, especially with the X Division and whatnot. So, um yeah, uh. Then we had uh, Eddie Edwards versus Jonathan Gresham, in which Eddie Edwards picks up the victory. Lights go out, and PCO, the return of PCO, 55 years old. PCO comes out, uh, you know, creepy as he is, spitting out sand. Uh, and then well, attacking. Remember, he got buried in the Vegas desert. That's true. So true. now it's a great way to bring it back. Like, you thought you were kill me? Like, what? 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 Where, where did this come from? But people forget. I, I wonder if he. I wonder if he has like supernatural powers now. Yeah. But yeah, but yeah. coming back and attacking Eddie Edwards, and then we go on to the main event, uh, the Impact Knockouts Championship. Mickey James career on the line versus Jordan Grace, the champion, in which, in my opinion, was. The most surprising outcome of the night, uh, Mickey James defeat uh, defeats uh, Jordan Grace to become the new Impact Knockouts Championship. Well deserved, Champion. well respected. Um, you know she she's come a long way from being in and out, NWA, WWE, Impact. Does have her finally get another one? another change to add on to her resume. It just further and further just improves everything that is Mickey James. And remember, yeah, we took Mickey James in as that, which was one of her, I think to this day, it's her best program. And she probably won't beat that type of program ability, the content when she was the year long stalker for strip for Trish. And then finally got involved, and it was like that. That was a psychotic year. And that was what two thousand five, two thousand six, two thousand five, two thousand six. Yeah, 05. That year run leading up to Mania was. I was like, yo, this. Oh, yeah, I want to see this match. Yeah. And ever since then, she's like, yo, whatever Mickey James is on, I was like, let's, let's check her out. You was yeah, she, no. she became somebody you want to look at as as her career has gone on. Yeah, no, listen, I thought I thought this was going to be Mickey James's last match. I, I, I had like I had Jordan Grace uh winning. And the reason why is because of the storyline with Mickey James. Right. It reminds me a lot of uh that storyline that was put for Ric Flair leading yeah, up to it his became a current call for him. Yeah, you know, leading up to his retirement, in which the next loss that you know he suffered, he lost. He lost to Shawn Michaels, boom, retired. But you know, oh, you already allegedly know retired. Allegedly, right? So then I thought the same thing was going to happen with Mickey James. You know, the next loss, boom, she and the way they were building up uh to that match, I was like, all right, this is probably her last run, and you know, that that's that's it. But she picks up the victory here. Uh, and I think you know. 
good for her. This is going. This is definitely going to be her last championship reign. Uh, one, it'll be one last run. Yeah, one last run. But I think here's the thing: you had Masha win the Fatal Four uh, Number One Contenders match. Is she the right one to put away? Absolutely, oh. because Masha lost twice. Right? Two, she's lost two opportunities already to Jordan Grace. If you lose. You know, if you have her lose to Mickey again, you know, she's lost three, you know, championship opportunities. It just doesn't make any sense. And you want to put, you know, being the heel that Masha is, you want to put even more heat on her. And how do you do that is you take away the championship away from Mickey James. Right. And you also end her career. And then and that's how you build. And that's how you build. A potential superstar for impact yeah you know just like like you know like diana uh Perrazzo, right you know where she year. left she left you know she left wwe made a, 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 a again rebranded herself and had a year and had a year of dominance right so that's that's something you could do with with masha where you know um Masha is slowly, you know, coming up in the rankings and you want to, you know, solidify her as one of the, one of the top knockouts. That's what you do. You have her win the championship. And at the same time, I think it's uh, fitting. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I, th- I think it's fitting. It just makes everything you say and nine times out of 10, um, it becomes, um, And everything you just said, everything that Impact does kind of fits the run because a lot of it has to do with the logic of what Impact is trying to do. You and I as, as wrestling fans, um, kind of sewers, if you, if you want to say, um, we want the best available thing to go through. And more times than not, we as the fans – Kind of know what's best because that's you know we want the fans to go out certain way, especially with retirement stuff like that. Um, we want the end result, so the end result becomes X, Y, and Z. We need ABC to get down there. We don't want something completely different. Um, yeah. but Impact has done a great job, albeit not with the most resources. They kind of tend to stay close to the fence and be no. They they stay they stay directly down the line and stick to the script. So it kind of makes a lot of sense to do so. Um, I think if Mickey ends your career like that, it's perfect because you're opening, you're closing the door and opening another in the most simplest way possible. And nine times out of 10 in wrestling, simple works. Yeah. So as long as Impact, Impact always done that, has it benefited them more times than not? Yeah. Their, their losses have been bigger than their gains, but they've had more gains than anybody else. There's been small increments of growth. And if this is the way they get to the top, especially with the people involved that they're doing. They're doing it the right way. It's slow, but it's progressive. Yeah. So just don't take any big leaps of faith. Do right by Mickey James. She's never done wrong by you at all. So don't do her wrong. Yeah, no, listen, on she out. she could have one one last, you know. Well, this is her last, you know, hurrah and whatnot. But I feel like the way to close that chapter is definitely with a loss to Masha. Yeah, because if makes, Masha loses, if, if Masha loses, then 
I really, I'll be speechless. Like, I don't know what you're trying to do. Because it, that, then it's like, what was the point of you having her win the Fatal Four in the first place? You know, you if, if we, we talk about we talk about WWE is notorious for this. Yeah, you've had your big spiel with Otis when he won Money in the Bank. They're the many wrote the it's the it, it's, no look no. I'm sorry to cut you off. Uh, right now, recently with Liv Morgan, you know, Liv Morgan is on a complete you know tear. The fans already love her and whatnot. And then you know you you're it. building her up, and and she's being built up and whatnot. And then what happens on SmackDown? Boom, she smacks Raquel, right? And uh, you think, oh, okay, all right, you know, Liv Morgan against Raquel. Liv, Liv, Liv is about to like, you know, really um, go over the top, exactly, with a victory. And you have Raquel beat Liv, and then she's been on a free fall. I mean, the only way you can possibly think of is if if you're building Liv. For her to win the Royal Rumble, that's that's the only reason I would think. All right, if you're having Liv lose when she has all the momentum in the world, it's like all right, you're building her up to win the Rumble. If not, it's the same then thing with Austin Theory, Austin Theory won money, won won the won the the briefcase, right? Yeah. Stop doing all these opportunities for said result, and then not do it. Yeah. Now, granted, money in the bank, the money in the briefcase is for. Any belt, any championship, but you do it for the WWE championship. Out of one of them, agree. You give Austin Theory a shot, he succeeded. Cool. Now you have him set here. How do you go from here to here and make it work? And then you sit there logically. I don't know. You sat there because I sat there. Cool. Austin Theory won the won the briefcase. That's perfect. Where in the fucking world and what generate what dimension are you seeing Austin Theory beating Bobby Lashley, Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, Drew McIntyre? Those were the four guys that were in the rotation to win the win the, to win the, the, win the, the world heavyweight championship. Where the hell do you put Austin Theory involved with that? It made no sense. Yeah, Otis so- when he won his. Cool. That was a that was the best option possible. It was great. You sit there, and go, huh? All right. There was a great. It was a great. It was a great, enjoyable situation. Fun ways to go with one in the bank. Perfect. You sit back. Hmm. How the fuck is this guy going to win the championship now? <laughs> what do you do with that? Where's your next step? And that that's how you kill, um, uh, situational matches. You kill stipulation special special matches. So money in the bank briefcase gets you in cool, cool, cool. So what are you gonna do with that? How you capital yeah, opportunity? You wasted lost the opportunity. You wasted a wrestler. You wasted a program, and now you're wasting opportunity for the fans to enjoy that. It's like, yo, bro, what the yeah. fuck? So with Mickey James yeah, Impact, just... they don't do that. They're very little more easy going with it, and they kind of go with it. They kind of kind of do what the right thing is being done. So you got Slamovich winning, cool. Is she a capable competitor to go against Mickey James? Absolutely. Yes. Does she retire Mickey James? Can she retire Mickey Hopefully. James? Hopefully. <laughs> so if they believe it, otherwise you'd give Deanna Prazo and have her beat Jordan Grace. If Jordan Grace beats Mickey James. Or whatever the case may be. Or Mickey James goes off of the sunset with Jordan Grace and Slamovich beats Jordan Grace to go for the the Two out of three, but wins her final in the, in the trilogy, and walks off. Uh, yeah, no. See, you know, you just mentioned that, like, you know, Jordan Grace beat Masha twice, right? So I feel like Masha couldn't get the job done against Jordan. Now that Jordan's no longer champion, 
Masha's number one contender. Now you have to make it work. And now you have to have her beat Mickey James. Otherwise, what was the point of having her building her up? And then, and then, you know, let's say if she does, let's say if she does end up uh, beating Mickey James and becoming champion, then you she could fight Jordan Grace. Re- you could revisit and then Jordan you have Grace. her beat Jordan Grace. Exactly. And then now, cool. You have now built yo, the talent you need to see is she our number one wrestling female wrestler? Yeah, we should start a wrestling. It's company. just like it just it makes a whole lot of sense. But until then, we have more to discuss at the time being because this will be it for us on today's episode of the Sunset Flip Wrestling Podcast. So, I was doing the rest of the day, Soto. I know I got to let you get going on. Basketball just started. College basketball is going on. Football later. Yeah. But for you guys, if you guys want to check us out, you can check us on all our Social media platforms. You can check us out on YouTube at the Sunset Flip Wrestling Broadcast Podcast page. You can send it with Facebook. Type in Sunset Flip Wrestling Podcast page, and you're right there for us. You can check us out on Twitter at Flip Wrestling. You can check us out on Instagram at SFW.podcast. You want to listen to us. You want to hear me rant along. You hear Soto the Wiz Kid talk about his shit, do his thing. You can check us out all over on Apple, on Spotify. On Google, Radio Public, Pocket Cash, you name it, we're fucking on it. You feel me? But if you want to join us in doing podcast work, you can also follow us on Anchor. Anchor has blessed us with the help and assistance weekend and week out, taking care of business and getting this podcast up and running for you guys to see. Free promotion. It is not difficult. All you need is email. Go to anchor.fm, anchor, yeah, anchor.fm, sign up, it's free, use your email, and you can start just like the rest of us. We also use, we're also in the process of using StreamYard as we're doing it right now. We're lashing everybody all over the fucking place. You could check us out on Twitch. We're on Soto's stream, Eggmaster Joe. Soto, you, I don't got to, you give, you give them your, your, your Twitch no, account. You're doing such a beautiful job. And I was like, you know I tried, but it's not my words, our work. No, I was like, <laughs> you, you go ahead. Nah, you can catch me on, uh, well, if you want to, you know, catch us on YouTube, well, be just explained. If you want to catch us on Twitch, uh, currently it's under my, uh, account, Eggmaster General 17. Um, and then, you know, if you want to catch it on Twitter, it's uh flip wrestling. So, you know, any, any one of those three you can catch live. Um, we usually do the recordings, what Saturday midday. I think it seems like a perfect day to like, you know, not too early, not too late. So anybody's um, anybody going out at 12 o'clock, 12 o'clock on the afternoon on Saturday, unless you got yeah. something to do. No, but... And then listen, if you want to engage in a conversation with us, we're here. Check um, us out live, baby. Be, B, B controls the Facebook. I control the Twitter. <laughs> we are Facebook. Let me stop. We the people. Um, yeah, so that's our live time in 12, 1 o'clock on Saturdays. Uh, if any change you catch us on, on Twitter, where we'll update everything left and right, the best way to get live updates. Uh, <clears throat> if uh, So we, we're in StreamYard. Very simple, very easy. They help doing a lot of promotion as well. You could download on streamyard.com. I definitely recommend it. And start your promotional platform on there. Great, simple, easy. Sign up is free. 
you know, uh, if not use Zoom, Zoom again, simple and easy. It gets the job done. You can run your entire platform on there as well. It's not difficult, guys. If you guys want to be involved with a podcast, you can do it just like that. <sighs> man, that Vince is selling. We're getting old, man. And like, you know, we're both turning 30 this year, but it's like, yo, bro. <laughs> if WWE sells, it's officially an end of an era. I mean, it, that, it, again, going back, it just depends on which who is the buyer. It doesn't matter, That's bro. It. We we grew up on the McMahon family. <laughs> no, no, it's not even that because even if it sells, the McMahon family will, will still be somewhat involved. But it's just who the you know who the buyer is. Because you already know if it's Saudi Arabia, you already know you can already imagine what to expect. And if it's like Disney or Comcast, whatever the case may be, then there's going to be slightly different. You know, it's going to be different. But listen, uh, it's just going to be a hectic race to purchase WWE. Big money, baby, big money. I, I, I listen. I just personally hope that it's the right buyer i'm not gonna say who i just hope it's the right buyer who cares about their talent cares about their workers so the product itself could be great that's it you know i agree 100 um, um that, that's all i care about as long so, as the wrestlers um, and the product and all the people involved uh that that happens you know to make a great show that they're good um for us fans to make it you know for you know to make it enjoyable for us to watch then you know that that's who we're rolling with so until then soto until next time see you next week two weeks of the rumble will be reunited once again word rock wins the rumble wrap this up baby no oh god no oh god no (laughs) rock wins rumble called it no Peace out, all. Later.